Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I just found out my married son had an affair and the woman may be pregnant. I breastfed all my children at the same time. I also breastfed my husband. What? what? And then all of a sudden, a thought creeps into my head. What if I teleport to the roof? You guys want to talk about boobs for a quick second? So, ladies and gentlemen, the very, very first time in the studio, we have looking at me right now, Marquesa Scalia. Marky. We're going to move on. I am not friend of. I am not housewife, maybe. I am housewife. I just don't see a reason for me to listen to your podcast. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, needless to say, we wind up having sex. Whoa! Whoa! I think my life without television would have been drastically different. Sex in a car is probably something you're not that great at. I was great at that, actually. Rich Wachili is not hairy. I will say this. No one gets more unsolicited drinks thrown at them than Al. Lauren Scalia is my Venmo if you guys want to send me some money. Uh, Chris Mandelay, as usual, nothing changed there. How do you want the show was a mistake? Here's my thought. I just had an idea, but I forgot it. The dating life in general should have just straight-up contracts. It should be like sports. What's up, everybody? Dear Albie, this is, uh, so we had you guys write in a, wh- a while back. This is the Friends with Benefits episode. I almost fell off the chair. That's never almost happened. But the reason I did that is because I just had to move my chair because here is, first of all, Lauren Manzo. Hello. And also, making his triumphant return, Mr. Greg Bennett. Hey, guys. Do we want to talk about why you guys are here? I'm embarrassed. Yeah, well, you I know what? I feel like a failure. You know what? We'll, we'll get into it. You know, th- these things are, you know... They take time. We don't want to ruin the surprise, actually. I'm going to decide not to do that. We're not going to go down that road because we want to surprise everybody. But um, you're here. And first things first, uh, Greg. Yeah. Um, my sincere condolences to my fourth roommate, Dolores Von Cartier. Thank you. Who on this very you. show, you talked about the uh, the event of her untimely death, which unfortunately you were met with. Do you want I, to walk us through that? I really did. Well, um, the people that <laughs> killed her. No, I'm just kidding. That? I'm just uh, kidding. They didn't. But um, the you know, Dolores was old, and and Father Time comes for us all, and frail. It was the hardest thing I ever had to do, and so I miss her every day. You actually, you actually put her down, or I, uh, I put her down. Yes, Alex and I went, and we were there till the very last second. Wait, did they make you leave the room before they did it? No. Oh, they you held her. got to hold her. We oh, got to hold yeah. Austin. Yeah, we held him. And she didn't break eye contact with me. Once. I know. Yeah, they Austin. Oh, my God, man. They know. Kicked me in the ball. Yeah. That was hard. And you watch, you watch the soul leave their eyes, I oh, felt. My poor sweet thing. And then did you – so what? now where is she? Is she memorialized? Do you have plans? Did you indeed you stuff her? You know what's her? so weird? I did not stuff her. Did you think about it? 
Um, no, okay. I, I didn't. I needed to leave. Mm-hmm. I needed really? to leave there and never go back. Mm. And I was like, I don't want her ashes. What? Uh, what? No. I was like, this needs to be done. This needs to be done. I cannot do this. Like, I have to be done with it. I can't believe you get her ashes. No. We even have Austin's ashes. No, we even I have didn't want Because I was thinking about, <laughs> you may not know this, but recall this, but there was an episode of New York Housewives where Sonia Morgan had a, a dog funeral for Milu, her small dog. And they had this whole ceremony. <laughs> and then she goes to scatter the ashes into the river and they all blew back into <laughs> Oh my God, really? And I was like, I can't, I can't scatter her ashes. I don't want her sitting on the bookshelf. I, I just needed to like, I don't know. I don't know. I was very emotional that day. Wow. And I needed it to be done. So I donated her bag and her leash there. I was like, oh my God, a, a poor dog owner who needs a da- bag and a leash. I don't know. I don't care. I just can't throw it away in the street. Well, and I, why not? Why don't you make like a little memorial, like like a uh, like a like a Planet Hollywood thing, like you know maybe her fur coat and a leash or something. You know what I mean? So her collar is is on the uh, mantle in our apartment mm-hmm. around a photo of her, and I got a sixteen by uh, twenty uh, photo framed. It's just shipped. I just got a notification, and um, I'm a little. I don't know. I'm just. I'm very sad about it, but. Also, like, will I still be funny? Like, all my stories were about her, and now what will I post? Like, just nothing, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess your soul went with Dolores's. I, it did. A little piece yeah. of me died that day. Um, but really excited to buy rugs. And um, Yeah, oh, from experience, she, she did she, use to ruin rugs. She sure did. Yeah. Um, yeah, really excited to have a whole bunch of rugs in my mm. apartment. Well, I think the outpouring on on social media from it was what really I saw nice. Was very thank you to everybody who who like DM'd me and said really nice things to me. I didn't respond to a lot of them because I was just like sad. But I want want to say thank you if you're listening to this podcast and you also reached out to me. It was very kind of you, and um, I really appreciated it. Very beautiful. Well, hey, listen. Since you guys are here. Uh, we had a couple of things that were going on that uh, we threw out on our Dear Albie Instagram. And everybody, um, thank you for tuning in. Rate, subscribe, all that stuff. I have to keep saying that. Anyway, um, we had a Dear Abby that uh, we, we've been getting a lot of the same things over and over in the Dear Albie mailbag. And we wanted to kind of switch it up. So we got together. We found a couple of Dear Abby questions that we really liked and framed a couple episodes around them. And this one is basically friends with benefits. Here's the Dear Abby question that started this off. And it's interesting, Greg, that you're here on this one. Um, and I'll just get right into it. This is from 1977. And it reads, Dear what Abby, that letter. Now, they're referencing an old letter here. Question, Go ahead, Lauren. I really don't like that when I'm on the show, when we do Dear Abby things, I like the Dear Abby ones better because I feel like. Who gives a fuck about the Dear Albie questions, and why do I want to answer them? I want to answer the Dear Albie questions. I want to know what the listeners want to know and what the listeners are asking our opinion mm. on. I don't care what someone who's probably dead asked in the 70s. Well, you might. I don't. Here, here, but here's the thing. Just, what if you let him give it a shot? Okay. Yeah, it's context. I'm so the saying, reason... So do it. Brutus and Manzo. Then, yeah. <laughs> do it, and then like... If I'm not into it, I, w- I would like to move on. Okay, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> All right, whatever. But this is the the question that came in that made us want to look into the friends with benefits thing. And it's interesting because I think we're going to get into a little couple of personal things. If you don't want to uh, share, Greg, it's up to you. But um, it references an older letter, right? And it says, Dear Abby, that letter from Shalom in Colorado made me stop and think. I'm a guy who has been gay for as long as I can remember. 
one night I got bombed on beer and stoned on pot, and we went the other way with a straight girl. Or went the other way with a straight girl. She was bombed and stoned. We both wanted to see what it was like. When we sobered up several hours later, we were sick to our stomachs and couldn't look at each other. It would have never happened if we had been in our right minds. We agreed it was stupid, nutty, and never again. But here's the clincher. We have been dear friends ever since. As for your favorite looniness, Abby, thinking homosexuals as people who are have a severe personality disorder, isn't that a condition that renders a person unable to handle a human experience? So please tell me who has the biggest chunk of it. I don't know. We might just cut that other piece out. But we basically ran into this Dear Abby question of a gay guy and a straight girl who randomly hooked up with each other, which made us say, wow, like that, like friends hooking up with a friend or friends with benefits thing is, is an interesting topic. Now, Greg, on your end, has that been something that has ever happened to you? Have I ever gotten drunk and hooked up with a girl? Well, it's either that or like, did you have girlfriends maybe at one point like hit on you? Like Lauren ever throw it at you? No, <laughs> no. Um, no, I've hooked up with girls, but before I came out of the closet, so never. Yeah, no, I've never had a situation where like a girl has been like, come on, like, you can't really be all gay. Like, um, like no one's tried to turn like, you know, turn you. No, no. Um, no. And I guess, you know what? I've like, I was like 23 when I went on Housewives. So like everyone knew me as like a very gay man. So I yeah. guess like I didn't have to deal with that. I don't know. Have you ever been? I could have gone the other way though. Could have, I guess, but it didn't. Like, do you think, Lauren, Lauren, do you have any time, right, where you meet a lot of Greg's friends, okay, which you know are gay? Are you immediately, in any way, are you attracted to them? Or is, do you well, say to yourself... when I first met Greg, it was like, oh my God, why are you gay? You're so hot. And I love you. Like, if you look, our Facebook memories are mortifying. Oh, so embarrassing. Because really? I used to, like, comment on She's like, hey, sexy. I wish you were my boyfriend, but you're not. You're just my best friend. <laughs> Jesus. Not exactly, but so that... So embarrassing. On that level of embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, actually, today, Greg and I were walking around the mall. I bought myself a pair of shoes that I um, should not have purchased. Um, I, I can't afford them, and mm-hmm. I, I bought them anyway. Um, uh, I bought myself a pair of shoes, and Greg was with me. And I said, Greg, I have to tell you something. When you posted for Alex, his fiance, for his birthday, I was like, Alex is, like, really hot. Like, I'd, like, look at him and be like, yo, that guy's fucking hot. Like, and I don't see him that way because I know that – I mean, at this point, Alex, I would call him a friend, not just Greg, not just my friend's fiance. But I was like, when I met him, I'm like, oh, Greg's boyfriend. This is Greg's boyfriend. I wasn't looking at him like, oh, let me see if I think he's hot or not. But sometimes I'll post a picture of him or a video and I'm like, damn, Alex is hot. So, yeah, yeah. you could still be attracted to a gay man. I think Greg's a handsome man. I think he has a great, like, uh, body. body or not. Yeah, you can say I, I don't know that I'd say great body. body. I'd say, like, great um build i like his build i like that, that he's great. large he's tall he's not no like he doesn't have a could six have just stopped that great body no, <laughs> i like greg's build i think he's handsome i think he's got a good look to him and i think alex is like we had a whole conversation the other day about kids and everything and i was like yo like the day comes you guys want to have kids like if you're gonna have a boy you better use greg's I sperm I can't because like greg's a breeder like you need like if you're gonna use a man you want them to look like greg but do not have a girl with Greg's sperm. I know. I'm so scared to have a girl. Do not have a girl with Greg's sperm because that girl oh, she's will be, be a so linebacker. Poor thing. That's not something like, you do. I know. But so you, you want to have a boy or a girl, Greg? I don't care what I have, but I don't want a girl with my 
DNA. So she's gonna be so big. The girl will be with Alex's DNA. Yeah. I have made that decision for them. Mm-hmm. How do you? How, how do you? You don't control that. I think you do. I think. I think. I mean, I put that in their heads. With and enough both money going to with control it. anything. They're both going with it. Mm-hmm. I would carry it for them if they wanted me to, but they made it clear that they wouldn't want um, anyone that they know to because they think that, like, because like for the rest of my life, I'd be like, I gave them a child. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, hey, you guys want to get dinner? No, we're tired. You know what? Uh, it, don't let me remind me you that I gave back. you. Yeah. yeah, don't let me remind you that this is my kid. Yeah. Lauren is the type of person that like holds getting a bottle of water from me from the other room over my head for years. Yeah, I, I can only yeah her eggs. her birthing her child. I could see it being the type of ammunition you don't want to just hand over to somebody. No need. Yeah, I get that. But we threw this out on um, Instagram and for the mailbag for uh, a couple of episodes, and we got a ton of people uh, writing in talking about how they have their their friends with benefit scenarios and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's been an, it's been a really interesting ride. I'm stuttering here because Lauren just slowly got up <laughs> and she just left. Are you really gonna throw up? I can't believe this happens every time. She goes, people are going to think I'm full of shit, Jules. People are going to think we're full of shit. People, hold people on. think we're farting on the show? Yeah, let's see if they hear a wretch. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was gross. Oh. Oh, my Ooh. God. What did you guys eat? We had, a, like, a two-martini lunch. That didn't sound like a martini, man. She had like a little tiny, like, medallion of steak. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Is your mouthwash? Yeah, we got an app. Yeah. And I had French onion soup. Yeah, she's... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) Oh my God. Lauren. (laughs) Yeah, that's what you want to carry your child. Gross. That's exactly what you want. She got up so gracefully, too. She really did. That was like, th- those like were several wretches. Well. That's what you call that, right? A wretch? There was several. There were a solid five wretches there. I saw, I heard quite a few in there. I don't know. That was rough, man. That was, Lauren, are you okay? Wow. Look at this. She looks the same. She doesn't, you, you wouldn't even know it. You just made it a lot harder than it had to be. Okay. Well, here we go. All these babies in cribs in this basement. Yeah, all right. Lauren, mind just sitting back in front of the mic? Um, so anyway, so this is, this is a story. You are out of control. A story we got hit with, okay, at the Dear Albie Instagram. So, Dear Albie, old high school crush and I reconnected after running into each other at a local store once I moved back to my hometown. We exchanged numbers and made plans to hang out. During this first hangout slash date, we made it very clear that we could only be fuck buddies or FWB. I assume that means friends Friends with with benefits. Look at that. We were almost calculating about it, setting up ground rules and boundaries. Everything went well for about six months. I even once saw him on a first date, and as per our agreement, that was fine. I guess that was until I went on a date. He happened to see me and waited until I went to the bathroom to confront me away from my date. How could you do this to me? Homie? What? That was my... He said, how could you do this to me, homie? And she said, what? Uh-huh. That was my, what? That was yeah. good. Yeah, well. Thank you. Later in the night, You're he noticed I was leaving the bar. He noticed I was leaving the bar, parting ways with my date, and he texted me, asked if it would be okay to give him a lift home, which I was. I mean, we were sleeping together. You're in my bed. Why not my car, I guess? In the ride home, I had to pull over because he started hysterically crying, talking about how I brought this, I brought up his abandonment daddy issues by being so cavalier about me dating other men. He then would go from, I don't care what you are doing, 
hear them and say, I don't care what you do. We're nothing. Take me home to you don't understand what this does to me. How could you? The volatility made it very clear to me that he was just wasted. So I pull up to his house, basically pushed him out of the car, which made him come around to the driver's side. And he hugged me. He begged me to just walk him in. And I made the mistake of agreeing, mostly because I'm afraid he would choke on his own vomit. We fell asleep with him spooning me and with the grip of an anaconda. So I couldn't leave. When I woke up the next morning, he asked his mom to come over. I walked out of his bedroom to the smell of food and was greeted by his mother down the hall. <gasps> Mommy, Jane Doe, she's a lovely, lovely girl. I pretended I, I had work and was running incredibly late. Even played, acted so hectic and stressed that I'd lose my job worthy of an Oscar and got out of there. Needless to say, I've not gone ever back since, even though he still hits me up with the you up text pretty frequently. Even after a year of no eggplant emoji, I still get the text. I forgot to add that he drunkenly told he needed to finally open up and be honest with me about being deeply in love with me. And uh, she gave her name. We'll call her uh, So, So, So. I mean, she basically so just wait, sends a girl the story. just wrote that to you. Yeah, she that's wrote that. That's to me. That, that was a thing. So basically it comes down to like, you know, feelings after a certain amount of time on a on a uh, friends with benefits thing six months in is this normal. And frankly, I think at some point, um, you know, I think – the question is, really, like it's really more of an eternal thing for us. Do you think there needs to be rules and guidelines if you have a friends with benefits scenario? Like, do you think you have to lay that out? No, because she had one apparently. Like, they she's saying that they had rules, and this kid just kind of lost it. So I think, in a weird way, I don't know that that even helps you. I think the minute that you have rules, then it's more than just friends with benefits. I think the whole point is with a friend with benefits is to be able to text them and say, you up, and they say yes, and then you go there, and then you do what you want to do, and then you leave. That's the whole point. Does this generation do that thing now, or is it just like a Tinder thing, like like at this point where there's so many random people to hook up with? Like I don't know. I don't know how that works. Like When we were younger in like high school and, and college, really more specifically, right? You know, if you ran into somebody out at the bar type of thing and- you were like, I don't think I ever had like a, uh, a real sit down for that. Type. I can think of one scenario in my whole life where someone brought that up and it was way too awkward. I yeah. Didn't. I never got into like that level of like needing rules for anybody that I, I mean, I guess there were people that I would be like, well, what are you up to? Mm. And that would really be, that, that was it. Yeah. Right. I wouldn't get mad. I, I wouldn't get mad if I saw them out. Yeah. Yeah. But like, do you the go one in? I used to get mm. mad. One guy got mad that I was out with someone but did you have like an understanding before then uh i thought we did i thought mm. there was the understanding was there was no understanding yeah right it wasn't like trying to take me out to dinner mm -hmm. so what am i gonna do like not go out like be upset like be a be like, like you ain't being oh fed. i'm so sorry that me being out mm. offended you like no the thing is everybody wants to do it and then like when you see somebody else out doing it and you're not doing the same thing it's like Oh well, like so you think you could do that, but like okay, but I'm sure you were just on a date two days ago. You know what I mean, or a week ago, or whatever. So I think it's just like that person feeling like smaller because whatever. It's like an ego. Yeah, I think trend. it's an ego thing. Well, Lauren, let me ask you this, right? You probably, I would think, in your line of work, get quite the amount of people that like sit in that chair and vent, right? Yeah, but not really about stuff like that. Not so much about like look of friends with benefits type of a thing, or like do you think that there are people that like get into relationships like you know right that are in a friends with benefits type scenario, but they're like acting like it's a relationship, like they just say like they're cool with it just to kind of get it going. I think I feel like most of the time the girl is the one that's more, you know, invested in it or 
you know, has feelings, but at the same time, maybe they're putting that work in with the guy to be like, okay, I'm just going to like be everything that he wants. And I'm going to act like we're just friends, friends with benefits and just like, you know, make him fall in love with me. And then like when the guy doesn't fall in love with you and that was kind of the girl thing the whole time, I feel like that's when it gets messy. But I, I, as a girl, that's how I feel. Yeah. Like I feel like it's harder for a girl to be friends with benefits than a guy. Well, I, I think in whatever experiences I can draw, like like you could be honest with somebody and then a couple of months go by, whatever, and they'll be like, well, what is going on? Like, what are we thing? Not even when you say, oh, we're friends with benefits. Like if I went into a relationship and said, look, I don't want not even a relationship. If I went into something and said, I want to be really clear, like I'm not looking for anything right now. And, you know, some time went by, like I could see certain people just kind of throwing it in your face because and that's where like things might get a little bit weird. Like you just got to communicate it from the from the from the get from the get. Yeah, I think if you're you say you're not looking for anything off the bat, then it's a little bit easier to like fall back on that than being like, here are the rules of this friends with benefit arrangement. Yeah. Like you got to sign off. Yeah, no, I don't agree with that. Hmm. Interesting. No, that guy you- just sounded like he liked her, though. Do you think, though, if you meet now, I've never used an app, but if you think that you met somebody on an app that is for hookups, that me, I've never done that. Well, I'm just saying, like, like if that like type of thing goes down, it's different. Like, is the expectation written out and obvious going in? Yes. So if that if there's a follow up after, be like, yo, man, I just met you on whatever. Well, I I mean, I've been in a few situations where I've met someone on an app for like the purpose of hooking up with them and not like, you know, doing, not expecting anything more than that, but have also gotten dates out of situations like that. Well, I feel like the gays have an advantage in this regard because at least gay guys, because being, you know, still kind of governed by, let's say testosterone and all that other stuff. Right. Do you think gay guys have weirdly an advantage because they get straight to the point? Yeah. Absolutely. Like there's less emotion in it? Oh, for sure. Like it's there for, we're there for one thing and then we go our separate ways. Then you move on. Yeah. It's weird for me too. Like, cause, cause if you think about it, like I got to imagine that gets awkward often because when you're in a relationship, like you're in a relationship now and you go to like, you guys have a birthday party and there's like 50 other gay guys that are there. Yeah. Are there like, like when there's another guy that would just check out like my girlfriend to me, I see that and I'm like, what's up? Like, you know what I mean? Like there's a thing there. Is there, is it the same for gay guys? Like if you're at a birthday party and somebody checks out your, yeah. Like, can you tell, like, is that like, is there, is that like kind of expect, like, is it a little bit harder to like identify? No. So like, what is Well, actually sometimes I, uh, yeah, because I, Alex will be like, that person was flirting with you all night. And I'm like, yeah, I, right. I don't pick up on that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I really don't. I don't. It never even crosses my mind mm-hmm. that they're hitting on me. Like, swear to God. Unless they're, like, overtly hitting on me. But, yeah. like, I, if they're just like, hey, like how, like, how are things going? Like, I don't know. Like, I think it's just having a conversation at a party. Um, Alex doesn't always perceive it that way. But I've been in other relationships where, like, people have hit on them or people have hit on Alex in front of me too. Like I, I don't get mad. I don't. Yeah. See, it's weird because like wh- when I look at it, like with guys and girls, right. If my girlfriend has guy friends, I'm of the opinion that there is no such thing as a guy that wants to be her friend. That is how I feel. 
right? Yeah. That is real, real. There could be extenuating circumstances here and there, but the vast majority of the time, 90, 95% of the time, I think there's something else there. There's another layer, right? Just because of how guys are built. In the gay world, is that even, is that, do you think about that the same way? Because obviously your friends are mostly guys that are into the same thing as you. Yeah. Um, no, because you can you can tell within like 10 minutes if someone's interested in you like in a romantic, like in a sexual way or they just want to be your friend. Mm-hmm. So once you get past that initial like dance of like, what is this going to be? Then you can kind of either just let your hair down and be like whatever or you can pursue it. And play that game, like that romantic, like back and forth thing that you do at a party before you go home with somebody. Hmm. It's interesting how all that works. Lauren's not listening to a damn word we're saying. Nope. All right. Question from Heartless. Let's move on. Suppose. Uh, Dear Albie, after a tough relationship, a bad breakup a few years ago, I've had no interest in being in having a boyfriend. Since then. I've only had hookups and, and FWB situations. I didn't know that was a thing. That was an acronym. Al, or Al yes. That's okay. very true. And been completely happy with that. A couple of months ago, a friend introduced me to someone she knows and we hit it off. What started off as hooking up once in a while became spending the night once or twice a week. It's always been fun and we have good conversations. We obviously never defined anything. But it was pretty much understood that both of us were just looking for something casual. Now, though, I think I like him. I haven't actually had feelings for someone in years, so it's a, it's, a, it's been a surprise, and I have no idea how to even approach it. I know I can be upset if he's not into it because – I know I can't be upset if he's not into it because it's what I signed up for. But I'm at the point where I have nothing – where I have to say something. What's the best way to bring it up without being too weird, heartless? Just bring it up drunk. And then if he's not into it, be like, I was so drunk yesterday. Sorry. That was awkward. Yeah, I agree. That's actually really good advice. That's all I got to say. Wow, that's uh, it's really good, Laura. Mm-hmm. So she's saying if she she wants to tell this guy she likes him, but she yeah, they're like doing the whole hookup thing, and then you know the next next thing you know they've got like a whole situation on their hands, and she likes him. You know, like maybe like act weird one day, like don't answer all his texts right away, or don't like be like just be like, oh yeah, not tonight, I'm not around, whatever, and see like how he reacts to it. Like, does he get jealous? Does he get upset? Does he get nervous? Does he start saying, is everything okay? Like, if he's like, hey, are you okay? Like, if you want to talk about something, you know, see if he cares. And if he doesn't care, then it's like, oh, maybe he really just doesn't give a fuck. And then one night, if you guys go get drinks or something before going out, just be like, hey, listen, like, I'm starting to feel like I like you a little bit and like, whatever, and then do it in your drunk way. And then if he says no, be like, well, the so, thing is, even if that goes horribly wrong, like the advantage like, that Yo, you I have, was drunk and not for nothing, but now you're making a big deal about nothing, and like you just can't handle someone ha- like having a drunk conversation, loser. And then you're gonna lose him anyway, so just like let it go. I don't know. And I you shouldn't like... be still having sex with him if you have feelings for him and he doesn't have feelings back. Then you should probably stop being friends with benefits, right? Because you're not friends with benefits. Yeah. Then it now becomes... it's just your feelings. It's complicated. Well, as long as she's not throwing it, like she's at least looking at it and saying, "Well, he was honest, whatever." Yeah, but still, all it's gonna do is hurt you, and then what's gonna do is it's gonna make you not want to explore other types of relationships or other people to possibly date because you're gonna keep subliminally, like you're gonna keep consciously hoping that that he's gonna fall in love with you and want to be with you and you're not gonna want to piss him off or 
or not spend the time with him that, you know, like, it's like, oh, Thursday night, usually so-and-so sleeps over, so I'm not going to go on a date with this guy because so-and-so is going to sleep over. No, he doesn't care about you, so why are you wasting your time on him when you have another prospect that could possibly be the man you're going to marry? So don't waste your time on somebody that doesn't care about you. Find out if he cares about you. If he doesn't care about you, then move on. Wow. Yeah. Lauren, like, uh, she went from throwing up to saying nothing to just... To not paying attention to being all in. Yeah. That's how I feel. And now that's all I'll say. You want me to get into another one? Greg, do you have anything? Yeah, I have nothing to add to that. That was really good. (laughs) Okay, here we go. So here, another Dear Albie. Dear Albie, so this is more of a story. I am a listener since day one, and I've never submitted a story. But Friends with Benefits is one that I feel I can contribute to. When I got divorced, I was kind of looking for a FWB situation because I still wanted to live my best single life. I met this guy, and the very first time we hooked up, it was the night before my ex-husband was moving his things out of the house. We had been separated for quite a while, but he had to wait for movers, college town. I had a freak out after we hooked up because I was feeling overwhelmed. The guy didn't get my hints about leaving and sat on the couch in his underwear telling me about how hard it had been for him to date since moving to my area. I was about to give him a hard get the hell out when he literally started crying in his underwear on my couch because his parents texted him they didn't think his dog was going to make it. I relate to this. After he left, I was like, Psh, I'll never see that guy again. He's now my boyfriend of two years and we moved across the country together a year ago. Life is weird. That's the whole story. So she's Wait, not so asking for advice. Right? No, no, no. She's just telling us a story. Every once in a while, we just let people... Con- I look at it like for 10 years, people butted in on our lives. And now, like, you know, we're happy to do that with yours sure. if you have, like, a story. And this is a pretty good story in my opinion. So what she's saying is she didn't want him to be sitting... She didn't want him to sit on the couch and cry in his, in his underwear and complain about his dating life. And now they're together. Now they're dating. I mean, she was also just looking for a friends with benefits situation. I mean, I've got a couple other things here, right? She hooks up with this guy the night before the ex-husband was moving his things out. Like, did he run into the husband crying in his underwear? I don't know. That would be wonderful. Let's find that out. I would be be open to hearing about that situation. Like, I want follow-up on that. If you're going to write him with a story, we kind of need some of that. Like, you got to assume I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask questions. Well, I'm glad that they're still together to this day and moved across the country. Alex and I met, and we were not supposed to be anything more than friends with benefits. You told that story right here on this show. Did I tell it? Yeah, yeah. You let you left mozzarella sticks run cold. I did. Yes, I did tell that story. But he didn't want anybody either. But he wanted me. Look at that. Now he's got me forever. Look at that. Very, very happy. I mean, that's. I mean, do you still do you put food over him though at this point? I mean, like, do you want to eat first? No. Um. Well, it depends on the. Yeah. No, well, so he's allergic to cheese. So if yeah. I want to eat, I'll order something with cheese so that I can be like, oh, well, like you can't eat this, but I can. He's suddenly allergic to cheese. Like, I don't know where he like gets really sick from it. So like we were at the dinner yesterday and I was like, oh, can we get this? And I was like, oh, but do you want it with no cheese? Because Alex can't have cheese. And I was like, no, I, sorry, Alex, but I'm getting this for the table and I'm not going to forego the cheese because you're a fucking allergy. We get the cheese. It's really hard to to just give up cheese yeah you know what i mean i'm getting better at it for him i'll sit down and say oh hey look you know we're dieting you know what i mean and we can push each other and shit like that but if it was like an allergy like i i feel bad because like i'm allergic to shellfish as we've talked about extensively also al's no longer allergic to shellfish no i that's well the doctor told me i wasn't but like how do i know that's true have it in the doctor's office (laughs) 
try a piece of shrimp and see yeah but i don't happens. i think that was like laying around like you don't have the shrimp cocktail laying around um your father owns a catering hall he like, went and go got the get test it. again for it he got the test done again at the doctor's office because your allergies change every like seven every years, seven right? years yeah and it's been like 20 years and interesting yeah he went to the doctor they did the test and he's like you're not allergic to shellfish anymore well the doctor also said like you know you can end up getting a false negative on that test if you haven't had something for X amount of time. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just telling you. Got it. You know? You guys are really pumped. What's going on? Anything else you want to talk about? I got one more question, but I don't even think I'm going to ask it. How are you doing? Well, I'm just thinking about how it's six. It's almost 6 o'clock, and um, I have to eat dinner and get Margie ready for bed. Okay. Fair enough. That's what you're thinking about right now? All right. What do you want to eat for dinner? I think we'll go to Giuseppe's. Okay. All right. Greg's not coming to dinner. He's going home to his bow. Yeah, I'm going home. Bow. Bow. He doesn't want to come. Okay. I understand. I can't eat Giuseppe's tonight. We had down the street last night. I can't have any more Italian food. Mm. I'm trying to diet myself. Well, hey, guys. This was nice. Really good catching up. Great. Great job. Enjoyable. Very enjoyable. Thank you both for coming. (laughs) Lauren, you're a beast. (laughs) I will get you guys later. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.